0: we'd like to welcome you back to our third and final part of our emergency freedom alerts for january 3rd 2022 and uh the next report is uh dr ariana love who we've played before incredible researcher reveals the hydra parasite is used to turn humans into a new hybrid species this is what's in the kill shots we've reported on this more information keeps coming out about it uh, just some lighthearted, whimsical stuff about you know totally changing your DNA filling you full of these parasites and, and uh, filling you full of all the nanotech all this fun stuff that, that goes along with these satanic kill shots and um, so we're going to go ahead and listen to this interview
1: Well, I'm going to be honest here. I don't like the COVID-19 shots, and I hate anybody mandating that you take medicine that you might not want or need. But some of the stuff people are saying about these vaccines still seems pretty weird to me. We've had a few guests on lately who say the vaccine includes hydras, a small freshwater animal, and that these animals are there for nefarious biological purpose. And I'll admit that sounds like a stretch to me. But Arianna Love is a holistic doctor from Finland, and she sent us an email saying that hydras and parasites absolutely are in the vaccine and that they're being used to turn humans into, quote, a new hybrid species. Dr. Love joins us now. Uh, We really appreciate you being here. So hydras are a freshwater animal. The first question I would ask is, how are they able to survive in storage temperatures of 70 degrees below zero Fahrenheit?
2: Well, it's an honor to be here thank you for having me of course um i'm not really sure how they're able to survive in low degree temperatures but i do know that they are first genetically modified in a lab in a university of kiev right. and they're transfected so these are not natural organisms anymore
1: yeah how did you find
0: that these so are- they're frankenhydras even worse gmo frankenhydras and um I still keep getting emails from from people about the monoclonal antibody stuff and basically Regeneron and I have to keep reminding people who are forwarding this to me and I just want to throw this in there that that is wicked okay Regeneron is made via using humanized mice cells cultured off aborted babies Okay, you got the whole GMO Franken, and, and Trump was, as at one point, was pushing that hard. Okay, probably because he has a financial interest in it. Again, it's all about destroying you, for lack of knowledge, you being ignorant of Satan's devices. Then he gets an advantage of you. I wouldn't touch monoclonal antibody therapy. Again, I haven't seen my protocol fail. The the protocol I've listed, and, and again, whether you get it from me or anyone else. You can reproduce those supplements i haven't seen it fail yet and we're you know pretty far into this thing over over like a year now the point being is that if we haven't convinced you today that the medical profession does not have your best interest at heart for the most part i'm not saying every person in the medical profession is evil i'm saying the people at the top of the food chain that are pulling the strings they are out to get rich and to kill you off regarding the covid agenda i wouldn't trust anything medically speaking that they're touting i know i know you could say with the ivermectin and and the hydroxychloroquine obviously yes that would be a, a gigantic improvement over using remdesivir the death cocktail and all the other things that they're doing with the ventilators i get that i understand that um but ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine do have side effects and i've went over those before uh i feel like that if the hospitals would actually use like a protocol like that i've presented okay and let's say that okay we got to use the ivermectin and the hydroxy okay fine use that with it you're just going to get such better results i mean hydroxychloroquine doesn't work without zinc anyway it, that's the only that's its mechanism of action it potentiates zinc into the cells Um, If they actually used IV in 5-mild silver protein, (laughs) forget it. Forget it. That would absolutely change the world. But if you do that, you go straight to jail. You get caught using the colloidal silver in IV form. You go, you skip past go, you go straight to jail. I'm playing the Monopoly game but they they can't have that it would it would cure so many things so quickly just that alone so just you
1: know i just want to throw that in there being genetically modified from that specific lab people are going to say where's your proof do you have any receipts of that
2: well i read through about 30 peer-reviewed scientific journals and also the gain of function and loss of function um Uh, research and and reports that were funded by the NIH, Anthony Fauci, and partly by DARPA.
1: Okay, and so these are open source documents that people can go and find. Can you send them to me so that I can post them at StuPeters.TV for people to go look for themselves? We want people to know the truth about these things, no matter how nefarious, no matter how cynical, no matter how dangerous it is. That's kind of the whole purpose of this platform is to make sure that people have some sort of informed consent because they're not getting it at the pharmacy. They're not getting it at the school when the janitor injects their children, uh, offering suckers and popsicles as a reward for taking this inoculation. So we wanna make sure, can you provide that documentation to us?
2: Absolutely. Yeah, it's open source. It's just hard for people to understand it because it's written in medical terms and in codes. And you have to translate a lot of it if you want to get a cohesive picture. Well, we're here to
1: break down that code and that's why we're happy to have you. How do you suppose that a freshwater organism is surviving in the human bloodstream? Because the human bloodstream obviously is not freshwater.
2: I honestly don't know how they they accomplished this, but it's in all the studies.
1: That, that the hydras are in there. In these studies, is it openly admitted that hydras are there?
2: Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, and exactly how the, the mechanisms, how they are in the operating system. Okay, so. How, how they work, yeah.
1: And it, it's your claim that hydras are specifically there to create hybrid human beings. What do you mean by that?
2: Yeah, they're used to transfect humans. So they're carriers, they're carrying, well, see, the, the Human Genome Project, it started in the year 2000. And Hydra vulgaris is used in the genome assembly, um, the human genome assembly, which is for transfecting humans. And what they've done is they've um, transfected the hydras and parasites uh, with this um, for cross-species genomics, which is, it's. Um, they do this in the University of Kiev, and it's called what they're transfecting it with is the lentivirus they're also using (laughs) luciferase, and basically the lentivirus is the spike if you miss
0: that they're also using luciferase okay the thing that i believe um bill gates and his patents have a lot to do with the luciferase lucifer the light bringer it's what gives it that phosphorescent um i believe purplish light Um, that some of the people have actually seen in some of the vaccine batches that we talked about in another study. There's so much luciferase in the vials that under the right kind of lights, they're actually lighting up. Nothing to see here, though. All the 666 patents surrounding these things, the luciferase, the hydrogel, parasites turning you into something that's not fully human, deleting your genes... These, the, the way the vaccines do, modifying your DNA, filling you full of graphene oxide and nanotech, changing you into, the, into a Borg uh, hive mind type of robotic that's going to interact with all the 5G around you. No big deal. I'm just a fuddy-duddy. That's my problem. I just need to switch to Sanka. I need to, you know, I don't know. Decaf. I'm just blowing things totally out of proportion, evidently, even though all we've done is document this over and over and over again, since we've first been able to learn about the kill shots, which has been over a year now at this point.
2: ...that everyone's talking about. It is a combination of the most deadly bioweapons, gain-of-function bioweapons ever created, and that's SARS, MERS, HIV one through three, and SRV one, which induces AIDS.
1: So, are you saying that people who receive this inoculation are actually being given these viruses, SARS, MERS, HIV, AIDS? No.
2: They're not only being given
1: it... Oh, oh, I left
0: that part out. Yeah, all the the fun diseases and viruses that you're getting.
2: They're being transfected with it. So, basically...
0: Okay, so let me give you the definition, the scientific definition... definition of transfection transfection refers to the introduction of foreign dna genetic material other than the host genome so in this case it would be a hydra or it could be the foreign dna of an aborted baby or like in a lot of the vaccines it could be the foreign dna of green reese's diseased monkey kidneys that were full of pus that they blend up and then they grow the the vaccine off that that's their culturing medium. Diseased green, or it could be chicken embryos, or um, pig cells. Fun stuff like that. Again, a total witch's brew. So they do this in a lot of different vaccines. But this—it's um, the introduction of foreign DNA, genetic material other than the host genome, into the cell. The main purpose of transfection is to alter the host genome to express or block the expression of a protein associated with the gene. So what that means is that the main purpose of transfection of these COVID kill shots is to modify your DNA. So you're not fully human anymore. And this is why it's so important for Satan to get these kill shots into you. There are so many wicked evil aspects of this shot. i just i lose track of it all it's just i mean i you can't wrap your head around it there's too much evil wrapped in these things to, to possibly wrap your head around
2: hydra and the parasite species with their new genetic coding is being fused into the tissues of humans and they're becoming one Ugh. they also figure, figured figured so out you're wh- part
0: parasite now part human they're showing how the hydro DNA is actually inserted into our our DNA. Okay they were showing a little little animation in the background of this happening.
2: to get the cell signaling to match and to harmonize so that um, it's called cantonine signaling. and so that they become the humans become a new genetically modified organism.
0: Isn't that wonderful? That they have a patent, multiple, 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 multiple patents on. Whereby, theoretically, they can claim ownership over your body because you pulled, rolled up your sleeve to get that experimental gene therapy clot shot. It's changing you on all these different genetic levels, all towards some type of satanic whatever. And they kind of own you to a certain extent because you have your patented products inside them. So they can claim ownership of whatever new creation you have actually become because your DNA is not fully human anymore. Same.
1: Uh, So hydras are small, but they aren't a single celled organism. They're several millimeters in length. So how exactly are these things rewriting people's DNA
2: okay the embryos are double-celled organisms and that's the what they transfect but then they grow into um, large you know to a larger size and they multiply in the body when they come in contact with graphene oxide they multiply rapidly imagine that So
0: so graphene oxide is like miracle grow for these hydra parasites that are modifying your DNA and infecting you with the parasites themselves this is why i've added my parasite protocol into the covid protocol i mean if you wanted to do the whole nine yards the whole kitchen sink you do a parasite cleanse on top you know it's not going to hurt anyway i mean most people walk around have parasites it's one of the biggest problems on planet earth so it's not like you would hurt yourself doing it i take a two two um prong approach to parasites i use an enzyme i use what they call a systemic enzyme that is highly anti-parasitical which will actually dissolve the outer coating, the protein coating of the uh, outer shell of the parasite. But then I also use an herbal that actually will, will uh, kill the parasites. So it's kind of like a one-two punch. I just find you get a better result that way.
2: They're using this technology um, called CRISPR-Cas9 and BLAST. And they use a process called electroportation using electrodes on programmable gold nanobox.
1: Mm, great.
2: And this is how they're targeting the cell cell organelles of the nuclei.
1: Who's manufacturing these gold nanobots?
2: I don't know who's manufacturing that. I can look into it. Guys,
1: you realize, hopefully you realize by now, this is,
0: not only is this absolutely, totally satanic, witch's brew, high-level, black magic, just like those demons told us in part one, to get you into hellfire, but it is also the highest level fallen angelic technology that we've probably ever been assaulted with. And I, you know, I think the 5G is part of that. I think the chemtrails are part of that. I think all the other ways are trying to kill us is part of that as well. I just think this is Satan's magnum opus, his great work, his zenith, his the, the his crowning creation up to this point of his assault on humanity and the DNA of, of humanity
2: a bit more but I know funded it and that's Anthony Fauci the NIH and partly DARPA of course
1: so Tony Fauci you have receipts is funding the production of these gold nanobots isn't the main purpose of an electrode just to conduct electricity how is it rewriting DNA
2: yeah, well, see, I'm not a scientist, so the actual process of transfection is still, you know, it's, it's, it was very hard for me to grasp this, but I, I, I somehow managed to get this far. So I, I, there's one other thing that is really important that needs to be mentioned, and that's that um, in these studies, I found that they're targeting nerve cells and embryonic cells in humans. So this is why we're seeing the neurodegener- neurodegenerative and autoimmune um, reactions to the vax, which is, uh, which is prion. Um, but they're also targeting the embryonic cells in the testes and ovaries, which means that they are transfecting and cloning the offspring of the vaxed as well. And this means that they're basically producing a new hybrid species using humans
1: so if tom is vaccinated and he procreates with jane and they have a child that child is not human
2: right they're they are gene silencing um so they're silencing turning off certain i mean this
0: is why they're being with black eyes and they can you know roll over and do things they can literally, um, like you can sit them up and they can hold their head up the first day, some of these babies. They can do, they're at an extremely accelerated um, growth rate. Uh, why some of them are being born with tails and multiple arms and multiple legs and all kind of weird, freaky. It's it's the whole sweet tooth concept of what we talked about before. If you don't know what I'm talking about, Kean's sweet tooth. In the keyword search box at com,
2: That they don't want in the human and programming and coding new genetics that they do want there. Um, So they're also they're also wiring a new brain and a new nervous system in humans and a third strand to the DNA. There you go. They're taking
0: the third strand DNA. We've talked about that before. That's the fallen angelic
2: DNA, the gold,
0: um, the gold strand, fallen angelic DNA strand. See, they're trying to do exactly, doing it, they're doing it differently, but they're trying to do exactly what Jesus Christ warned us about. That they were doing in the days of Noah. And Jesus Christ said, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. You take a news crew back to the days of Noah, the number one news story by far. Was that the sons of God saw the daughters of men, that they were fair, and they took them wives all that they chose, and they bore them giants. The men of old, the men of renown. They weren't normal humans. They were genetically modified Nephilim humans. They're trying to do the same thing today with the kill shots. She's telling you this. I've been telling you this. And hey, in Genesis six, it's no big deal. God just had to wipe out the whole world and start over again because it was such a gigantic deal to God that man's DNA had been corrupted through the fallen, fallen angelic incursion. Sons of God is used, I believe, five times in the Old Testament, and every single time it is in reference to angels. In the New Testament, it can be referred to as a, a believer. But in the Old Testament, if we compare Scripture with Scripture, line upon line, precept upon precept, which is what we're supposed to do, always it is used, that term, sons of God, in Genesis 6 and in Job, always it is in reference to angels, okay? And they were the ones that procreated with the women. The Bible talks about it in, uh, I believe, First Peter as well and elsewhere. But see, the cemeteries want to brainwash all their pastors into thinking that it was the godly line of Seth mating with the wicked daughters of Cain, even though it doesn't say that anywhere. They're just making it up as they go, I guess. But these shots are are part of this exact same agenda that Jesus Christ was warning us about.
2: 3.0 organic humans and transfecting them into 3.0 hybrids.
1: Coming up in just a couple of minutes, we're gonna be talking to Melissa McAtee. She's a Pfizer employee whistleblower from the manufacturing department. I wanna ask her, but I'm gonna ask you, how is it that they're able to get away with all of this? Are the people that are working at Pfizer in the manufacturing department, for example, or the people working at Moderna, Johnson & Johnson, millions of other people outside, world leaders and government officials that are complicit in this, this lockstep effort, do they all know this and they're all staying quiet? Or are they not aware of what it is that they're purposing and for what agenda they're serving? I mean, and I I know that you don't know this definitively, but I'm just asking, what is your feeling on that? Why are people remaining silent on this? I mean, people putting these together, working for Pfizer and all these other companies that I just mentioned, do they know what they're manufacturing and they're doing it anyways?
2: I think the ones at the top have to know, of course. They develop the technology. Um, but not everybody knows. Not everybody in government knows. Some are just, you know, and not everybody, not all the doctors know. I mean, it's, it's, hard, it's hard to fathom. It's hard to, to comprehend it. it, it the, the evil agenda that this is. I mean, this is not a vaccine. It's a weapons system. And we're under biological attack and we have no option but to to resist. I think that the the people who have been vax have an, a moral obligation not to produce any op- offspring. Yeah, amen. because their kids are not human. They do not carry the god-given genetics yeah. that, that humans have and right. they will be a new species. Absolutely. And they can mix and match. They can I've been
0: telling you about these vax babies. I'm telling you they're not they're not human. They're not fully human. Their DNA has been defiled. They're Nephilim babies. Hey, they're just being born black eyes, and you know all these other physical attributes that no other human child's ever had. All this accelerated growth, tails, multiple arms, multiple legs—no big deal. The babies that are able to basically, at the the one that I had talked about, the one lady was like, the baby was three months premature, so at the ninth month, when it should have been born, it was saying da da different words no big you know that's normal it's normal to have a baby basically pop out of you and and you know it starts you know a conversation with you no big deal you know hey malcolm how was your day at the office well it was actually really fun uh marty threw this party and you know we just had the greatest time i mean you know it's that's normal to have with a newborn those types of conversations you know deep intellectual ones you know that'll probably be like week one you know, no big deal, nothing to really see here.
2: Um, with the Luciferis, they can 24-7 track, the, trace these humans, or these genetically modified humans. And um, they can upgrade and uh, upregulate, it's called, and downregulate genetics externally at, at will. They can change people's genetic codes using the internet and this is um, all, it's it's through the eukaryotic uh, genome annotation pipeline. It's a website, it's an external database for monitoring and remotely controlling transgenic humans. All of this is out in the open and online.
1: What made you, as a holistic doctor, begin looking into this? Were you treating patients that were having adverse reactions, side effects, or what I now refer to as intended consequences from being jabbed with this serum?
2: People started coming to me and asking me for help. Um, I realized that my knowledge was needed, so I just stepped up and I started you know, researching anything that could help to detoxify graphene oxide toxicity from the body and to help protect in your, your, the body from, from this, this biological attack. So people saw what I was doing and they started reaching out to me and it just it snowballed from there
1: seen movies that depict stuff like this, never thought that I would be living in times where we'd be having legitimate conversations on a platform like this one, or that I would be hosting a platform as such, where we were talking seriously about transfection and repurposing humans, giving them a new genetic code through a shot that is being mandated for the world. It's unbelievable. I got about 30 seconds left here. I'm going to give you the final words
2: okay i just i think that people need to understand we have to be responsible no more shots no more vaccines no more jabs no more um of these pcr nasal probes because they're gathering dna to continue this vicious um assault
1: so when a doctor swabs you anybody else or a nurse with the failed pcr test that's been recalled the dna that's on there is then sent elsewhere is that what you're saying for study yeah here? absolutely
2: it's being collected by harvest uh by israel and of course as, as karen kingston revealed earlier the um the israeli zionist agents are behind the, the own the patents are, are are owning many of these patents yes so yeah this is this is it's a new world order system
0: and- hey, israel's got a new little weapon they're using they're they're um targeting the protesters on the covid I just saw a little video on it, it's, it's kind of neat, they're, they're, um, they're hitting them with, I believe it's some type of microwave weapon, and they're literally, there's smoke coming out of their eye sockets and out of their heads, they're frying them right there, on the ground, I mean Israel's ground zero for all this wickedness and evil, I'm not blaming all the Israeli citizens, or any, I mean there's obviously people over there trying to resist it, but, I mean, they're, they're ground zero for, for wickedness and evil regarding this COVID agenda and regarding a lot of other different, and we've talked about that before in the past. I'm not throwing all of Israel under the bus. I'm just saying the people at the top of the food chain, the Zionistic, Kabbalistic ones are as wicked as you could possibly even imagine.
2: And they are working together to take over. They don't want humans anymore. This is an anti-human agenda.
1: Don't be fearful. Seek Jesus, right? Uh Dr. Ariana Love, thank you so much for being here. We appreciate it.
2: It's it's a pleasure. Thank you for having me. And thanks for all that you do, Stu.
1: Of course. Okay, so we have that.
0: Okay, so the next video is just pretty short. And it's entitled Who Head Admits Vaccines Being Used to Kill Children. Now it's Alex Jones, you're gonna hear here. I'm not endorsing him. It's a very short video and he's the only one that I know of out there that's actually melded these two audio clips together. So just for sake of simplicity, I'm going to roll this clip here. You're about to see two videos
2: which are extremely thought-provoking. Each clip has been documented and proven to be accurate. They're not denying they said this.
0: The first clip is the head of the World Health Organization saying that countries are using vaccines to kill children. Another is a member of the federal government regulatory board in the U.S. saying, we haven't tested the COVID-19 vaccines on children, so now we're just going to give it to them to see what happens. Here are both clips back-to-back for you to watch. So if it's going to be used, it's better. This is Dr. Tedros. I can't even pronounce his name. He's the director general of the U.N. Okay, So he's like at the top of the satanic food chain for the UN here.
3: Just back it up. So if it's going to be used, it's better to focus on those groups who have risk of severe disease and death, rather than as we see some countries are using to give boosters to kill children, to kill- <laughs>
0: He's giving boosters to kill children, to kill children. No big deal. No big deal. Little, little Freudian slip there. You know, it's, it's an honest mistake. Little, little, little moment of clarity.
3: Children, to kill children, to kill children, okay. to kill children, which not is great. not right.
0: Well, it's but true. He, then he says something that's right as well. It's not right to kill children. It, it is not right. And and so, you know, there was a lot of truth that uh, came out there, you know, in that little, I don't know, few second clip there.
2: We're never going to learn about how Facebook vaccine is unless we start giving it. Yeah, you know, that's just the way it goes.
0: So that was the second clip, but let me let me just back that one up again. Um,
3: let's see here. Okay, let me but we're never going to learn about how
2: Facebook's vaccine is unless we start giving it. Yeah, you know, that's just the way it goes.
0: So the second clip was the FDA saying that we haven't tested the, the COVID vaccine on children. So now we're just gonna give it to them to see what happens. So, you know, again, no red flags there. It sounds all on the up and up to me, kosher, the whole nine yards. So uh, we have that. Now let's go to the next clip. And this one is entitled New Normal, dead babies, vax moms delivering uh, dead and injured
1: babies. This is the, now the new normal. Our next guest is anonymous. She has to be because this isn't really a free country anymore. Certainly not when it comes to speech. This unnamed guest is a nurse and has been for 15 years. She currently practices in her hospital's postpartum unit where she cares for newborn infants. Now, she says that she's seen disturbing things among the newborns born to vaccinated moms. Here's a partial list. Heart murmurs, unusually red skin, jaundice and shrunken genitals in male infants. That's just the start though. The nurse also told us this, quote, during my time on my current nursing unit of five years, I saw one to two fatal demise cases prior to the vaccine rollout. Unfortunately, I have personally seen that number increase to five or six cases in just the past few months. Our mothers seem to be having higher incidence of hemorrhage at delivery as well. Preterm births are dramatically increased. The most stunning piece of the whole situation, though, is the lack of discussion among the hospital personnel regarding these changes. Everyone will agree that things are different, but not one will acknowledge the timing of the changes. The situation is getting heartbreaking, and I feel that we need to at least open the dialogue so others can look for trends, unquote. Well, we obviously wanted to speak with this woman as soon as possible, and she joins us now. Ma'am, thank you so much for coming. We appreciate it.
4: Yeah, thanks, Stu, for having me.
1: So that is a really interesting part of the whole story to me as well. What are your nurses, your fellow colleagues, actually saying when you bring this up?
4: Um, A lot of them are saying that it's just the pandemic. It's COVID. Um, but it's almost not even allowed to be discussed on the units. I, um, when I started seeing the trends, I connected with some other postpartum nurses on a social media page. And I was very surprised to see that it wasn't just my facility. It was nationwide and different states. I I asked them to let me know where they were um, and what they were seeing and the change of their patient population. And um, it was across the board. What they were noting is also what I was seeing which helped to motivate me that it's time to speak out.
1: Yeah, um, so COVID-19, to my knowledge, as part of the listed side effects of this set of symptoms, has never, none of this stuff has ever been included in that. So to what do you attribute these nurses chalking it up to COVID-19?
4: You know, this is just my personal opinion, but a lot of them are vaccinated. And when you start to talk oh. about common side effects that we're seeing in vaccinated people, um, there's, you know, a small mi- minority of us on the unit that is not, and we, we talk, we openly talk, um, but they seem almost defensive. A lot of them have uh, vaccine remorse where they felt like they had to do it. They didn't want to. Um, so I think that puts them on the defense.
1: Yeah. Um, they don't want to see this stuff because it makes them feel nervous correct rightfully so this could be me and nobody wants to have that feeling obviously so let's talk about some of the things that you're actually seeing in these babies this must be quite the significant uptick in order for you to be appearing here on the show speaking out about it
4: oh absolutely um it's to the point now that i can pretty much tell which babies are born to vaccinated mothers and which ones aren't just by their appearance um, the first thing that I noticed was the swollen testes and the boy neonates that um, were uh, vaccinated mothers. Um, you see that occasionally, but not like what we're seeing now. It's an it's a every shift uh, thing. As soon as I do my assessment, I open their diapers, I can tell immediately if their mother's been vaccinated. Um, the really young preemies that we're getting that we, t- we never got before, but our NICUs are full, um, because I work in a well baby nursery, these, these kiddos are supposed to be good. Um, if, if their testes are not grossly enlarged, then they have extremely small penises. Um, so that was a little shocking to me. I don't know if it's timing of vaccine that's causing the difference. Um, you, like I said, you can't discuss this with the neonatologist. They're not open, uh, to hearing your assessment findings. So it's kind of hard to figure out if it's just a What time in the pregnancy that the mother got vaccinated when you
1: say that they're not open to hearing this what Mm -hmm. specifically do you mean by that
4: um they make a very clear um open dialogue uh, amongst them um that anybody who is against the vax is kind of crazy you know we're all conspiracy theorists and um they're very very much we have one neonatologist in particular that will you know ask you your vaccination status and if you're not vaccinated then um he will dra- he'll downgrade you. So I think that's another common misconception of people with the medical field that, you know, doctors are um, all knowing. And um, over my 15 years of in the healthcare field, it's been, a- I've found that it's a little bit different. So <laughs> yeah, there's a lot you of think? arrogancy there.
1: So we send
0: these doctors to school, pride goeth before a fall and a haughty spirit before destruction. That's one of the other main factors regarding the medical profession um this pride that just blinds them you know multiple 800 pound gorillas in the room all the stuff she's talking about no it's just how dare you question it how dare you not be vaxxed you know it's just it's (laughs) Mm, it's um that's a lot that's a lot to take i mean i couldn't work in that type of type of environment where evil is good and good is evil. I mean, essentially is what we're dealing with here.
1: Well, for sometimes decades, uh, and then basically what they do is they come out and they read a screen. The nurses are the ones in my experience that seem to be doing most of the diagnosing and bringing things to the attention of the care provider who then is supposed to use all of that education and their brain and their critical thinking abilities to be able to prescribe a treatment that is going to best help suit and fit this particular set of symptoms that's presenting. A lot of times that even includes, dare I say, off-label use of prescription. Things like maybe, I don't know, weird here, ivermectin or hydroxychloroquine because they work as early treatment mm-hmm. protocol for people suffering with COVID-19. But I digress because we're here to talk about babies. What about the moms? What about the, the vaccinated mothers that you're seeing? You mentioned that a lot higher instance of hemorrhaging and things like that. Are you losing moms? Are they bleeding a lot more? Tell us about the condition of the, of the delivering uh, mothers.
4: Um, at my facility, we have not yet had any uh, fatalities with our mothers, but it, they're much harder to to uh, control uh, postpartum-wise. I'm seeing doctors give um, hemorrhage medications before the patient even delivers, and I, that's, that's unheard of.
1: Wait a minute. Um, so is that an acknowledgment by the doctors? Oh, this person is vaccinated, so we're going to have this, this hemorrhaging medication on hand?
4: yeah i I mean i was really stunned when i saw that and i thought thank goodness that somebody's paying attention to the trends and maybe we can stop some of these hemorrhages um but that's that's only one one physician that i know of that's doing it um and unfortunately i know this physician is also still advising her patients to get vaccinated um so i don't know what it's going to take to get them to really start to stand up i'm hoping as more and more people speak out and say it's okay to talk about what we're seeing Um, that that will have them stand up against whatever committee is ruling their decisions.
1: Yeah. So when COVID-19, this set of symptoms branded as this product now that is controlling the world and making people billionaires all over the place, first started to come to the forefront and people were learning that this thing was in existence, that has dominated the conversation everywhere. I mean, you can't go to lunch with somebody without bringing up COVID-19. So it's okay to talk about people getting sick with COVID-19, but it's not okay to talk about people getting sick from this shot, this injection that's being falsely referred to as an immunity providing vaccination. Don't you find that to be somewhat interesting, especially being that you work in a medical facility where diagnosing people and their sickness is kind of your duty, your job?
4: Absolutely. Uh, Yeah, absolutely. I'm just not sure, you know, with the ANA coming out and other leading nursing organizations that are that they're threatening us, you know, that saying if we identify as nurses and we're spreading disinformation, we could have our license taken. I'm I'm assuming that's also what the physicians are feeling. It, it really makes it difficult to speak out openly about what you're seeing on this
1: program. We actually went over a document, a handbook. It's a propaganda manual basically from the AMA that's given to AMA doctors. And there are a lot of them. Uh, These are people who belong to the American Medical Association for those of you who don't understand what we're talking about here. And this actually has ways to dodge an interviewer asking questions about the vaccine. Uh, Ways to get out of an interview, phrases that you should be using on your social media, specific to, by the way, whether you're posting on Facebook or on Twitter or on Instagram, exactly what it is that they're supposed to say. They're not allowed to think for themselves. Uh, I got about a minute left here. Do you have words of encouragement for your colleagues all over the country that are in your business?
4: I do. I just want to really encourage them. I know when I was evaluating early on what was going on, I felt like there would be others speaking out if if this was really what's happening. But as time went on, you just can't ignore what's happening to our patient population. And it's time whether you do it anonymously, or you're very bold and you come out openly, but we need to spread the word we need to let people know what's going on.
1: Yeah, never mind the man behind the curtain that's going to take your medical license or your nursing license from you should you dare to actually try to do your service, to live up to your oath that you would do no harm, right? I mean, these are the things that you are supposed to be doing uh, and your bravery is commended. I understand the anonymous thing and we will protect your anonymity as we promised because you're bringing this to the forefront and more people need to hear about this. Thank you so much. God bless you. Thanks, Jim. You got to remember who we're talking about here. We're talking about nurses. They're not stupid. They're not dumb particularly those that have worked in the industry for a long time. They know what the trends are. They know what they normally see. And so these nurses that are working in these emergency departments, and they're watching these vaccine injuries roll in and their ears and their eyes are perking up and they're looking at the situation or these postpartum nurses who are dealing with these newly delivered babies and these delivering mothers, or maybe they work in a cardiac unit. They know what their typical patient is, but now they're seeing an influx, an uptick of these patients that are coming in and they're younger typically healthier no underlying previous conditions and they're going oh snap that could be me and they don't want to admit it that's human nature and i understand that but they have to speak out they have to find their bravery they have to acknowledge what they're seeing because they could save lives and that's why they got into this business in the first place was to save lives are they doing it willfully or is this injection actually doing something chemically to the neurological system that makes them support the vaccine? I don't know. What about, well, then you get into,
0: which he'll never get into, the demonic component, which what the two nurses that were undergoing deliverance, their demons were telling us that that to the demons, that was the main component. That was the opens the doors. The, the vaccine opens the doors for the, for the devils and demons to come in and don't think that a lot of those demons don't have uh, aren't going to vehemently defend the kill shot. You know, and this is why you see people that like this, like that they're they're describing where they're demonically possessed, they're demonically deluded, uh whether it's just because of all their years in the medical profession and and or they've actually taken the kill shot. They're on demonic autopilot. They're going to defend that stinking devil kill shot to the very end. No matter how many people it kills, no matter how many people it maims, no matter what it does. Because they're all in for Satan. They've pushed all their chips in on Team Satan and they are his ambassador. So that's, if if you want to know the real truth, that's why. These people are, are. that's the main reason. That's the driving reason. Demons.
1: Working through humans. I've seen a lot of people that were different before this jab than after the jab. Mm-hmm. The type of person they are. Extroverts become introverted. I've seen it firsthand. Now you, you, and you've also on top of the demonic component,
0: you've also got all the other things that we've mentioned, the genetic component, the rewriting of the DNA, the filling you with parasites, the cultured off aborted babies, um, filling you full of nanotech. Those are all other things that will obviously affect your, your
1: thinking as well. Not going to sit here and tell you that this is a fallacy or some sort of an imaginary delusion. This is real. This is what's happening with these shots. You have to come out and admit it. You have to deal with reality, and then you have to speak out. That's why you got into the business. Nurses, you need to come forward, period. I know what you're seeing, and you know what you're seeing. So come out and say it. There are things that you can do to protect yourself if you have already been inoculated or if you're around people who are. Transmission, shedding, that's a real thing. Help protect your kid against viruses, influenza B, as well as all of these chimerically engineered viruses like this tony fauci concoction okay so uh he was just about done
0: there uh next video and this one is irrefutable evidence covid19 jabs are killing people just a more of a shorter uh one here
3: internationally recognized leading pathologist dr arne burkhart and renowned expert in the fields of microbiology and infectious diseases, Dr. Sukharit Bhakti recently published irrefutable evidence that the mRNA shots are killing at least 40% of recipients. (laughs) First, they explain why the experimental agents cannot protect against a viral infection which we already know to be true by the overwhelming evidence and admissions that the more vaxxed up a person is, the more likely they are to get COVID. Doctors Burhardt and Bhakti explain that this is due to the fact that the so-called vaccines sway the body into producing antibodies in the blood but not within the mucous membranes that normally protect our respiratory tract. This is why the vaccinated are suffering what they call breakthrough infections. The COVID vaccines are turning off lymphocyte production where they need it the most, while amping it up in the bloodstream, which is where it gets much worse. For those without the vaccine, A natural infection with SARS-CoV-2 will in most cases remain localized to the respiratory tract. But for those who have been vaccinated, unrelated cells deep inside the body react to the respiratory infection by creating a new spike protein, which then causes the cell that created it to be attacked by the immune system. Experts warned us of this last year, and now it is clearly seen in the evidence. Doctors Burhart and Bhakti found this autoimmune disease present in most organs, but mostly in the heart, which helps explain why we are seeing so many cases of myocarditis and cardiac arrest. The vaccines trigger self-destruction. Analysis has now been performed on the organs of over 70 people who died after vaccination and who died for reasons officially unrelated to the vaccines. In most cases, well, really that
0: was what they said, but obviously it was the vaccine that
3: killed them. Genic heart failure was postulated as the cause of death, a mystery which has now been solved. What they found was inflammatory events in small blood vessels, characterized by an overabundance of T lymphocytes and dead cells, usually accompanied by tissue destruction. In other words, immunological self attack. The evidence clearly shows that both mRNA and vector-based vaccines from all four manufacturers are inducing autoimmune disease in multiple organs, mostly the heart followed by the lung, liver, thyroid, and brain. These data are so damning that you don't have to start looking for other data to know that these vaccines are killing the young and the old so the children are set up against the wall and they shoot these damn people are shooting and they're killing our children i can't stand it we have a four-year-old son and we're going to flee this damn country because we are not going to let himself be shot
0: there you go next video Top doctor tells Joe Rogan that COVID 19 was a premeditated attack on civilization.
5: Uh, about a six minute clip here. Number one here. Uh, Peter McCullough rec- refers to a commonly cited media talking point in June 2021 as propaganda. Here it is.
6: The naval cruise ship, 3,700 individuals, fully vaccinated. They passed a Delta to each other. Then we had these papers here. We have one from Haver, CDC COVID Network. We have Filmar from the VA. This is And this guy's
0: on Joe Rogan, which is I think like the number one podcast on the planet right now, or it's close to it.
6: Shading into June, this is before Delta really kicked up. We had twenty three percent of Americans in the hospital with who were vaccinated, but they had COVID nineteen. Remember in June, remember that talking point that was issued? Ninety nine percent of people in the hospital were unvaccinated? Yeah. That's propaganda lies that's false information put out by those in position of authority
0: there was one time the vast majority of of anybody in the hospital with covid are either single or double vaxxed or triple that's a statistical fact and and the the ones that may wind up in there that are let's say unvaccinated are probably only in there because they've been affected by the vaxxed horde shedding their spike protein bioweapons on them that's that's most likely and then not only that but then all the financial incentives the they they have to get you on the you know the remdesivir and their cocktail of death and get you on the ventilating you know they're gonna get you know a hundred thousand dollar payoff if they can kill you off so that's a tremendous financial
6: incentive and I was on Laura Ingram, and they had a montage of everybody saying 99 percent unvaccinated mm-hmm. even the governor of Florida said that president of the United States said that yeah. that was a false talking point that was issued and everybody said it, I think, designed to encourage people to get vaccinated. Well, there's certainly been a lot of encouragement to get vaccinated.
5: And the interesting I mean, the, I bet people listening to this, you've had people in your own lives use this talking point. I know I have. You know, you go, oh, well, I'm not, not particularly scared of the Delta variant. No, I'm not going to get vaccinated. And you hear them go, yeah, but you know, 99% of people are in the hospital are vaccinated. It's a total lie, just totally fake and baseless. Mm-hmm. But they just put out these talking points and then don't really give the information to back it up the information to disprove it is also not available and so the argument goes well there's 99 percent people in the vac- in the hospital are vaccinated and no that's not true yes it is no it's not no it is the, the news told me no it's not they're lying like that's the conversation that happens but they design these propaganda sentences to be very easy to understand it sounds like it has scientific evidence behind it, 99%, uh, they didn't say 100, they didn't say 98, they said 99, so uh, it must be based on something. They're using numbers after all, sounds scientific. It's based on nothing, but you pump it out enough, and it's not about you know, the the purpose of the people on the media saying it, it's just to get it into the heads of the people, so then the people start repeating it themselves. They become little repeater stations for the lies. And that's what it's all about. Uh, you know, bigger the lie, the, uh, the more successful it is, the more times you repeat it, uh, the more it gets stuck in people's head. Uh, Here is Dr. Peter McCullough again on the Joe Rogan program explaining what has been one of the most important aspects of COVID and the vaccine rollout, that there was a very intentional, comprehensive suppression of early treatments in order to justify the vaccine.
6: Here it is multi drug therapy as an outpatient works substantially, and we've had a giant loss of life, a giant number, millions and millions of unnecessary hospitalizations. And it seemed to me, and I've told Tucker Carlson and many others, it seems to me early on, there was an intentional, very comprehensive suppression of early treatment in order to promote fear, suffering, isolation, hospitalization, and death. And it seemed to be completely organized and intentional in order to create acceptance for and then promote mass vaccination
3: so you believe this is a premeditated thing that they were doing so they realized that in order to get people enthusiastic about taking this vaccine the best way to do that was to not have a protocol for treatment it's not just my idea. Now
6: it's completely laid out by the book by Dr. Pam Popper, the book recently published by Peter Bregan, uh, COVID 19 and the Global Predators. We are the Prey. I wrote one of the uh, introductions. Dr. Leafleet and Dr. Vladimir Lysenko wrote the other introductions. These books are basically nonfiction. They have a thousand citations in the Bregan book showing how it was coordinated and planned. Now Bobby Kennedy has his book out, The Real Anthony Fauci, I'm the most uh, mentioned physician in that book. I can tell you. That if you want to find the evidence that moderna was working on the vaccine before the virus ever emanated out of the lab if you wanted to find the the collusions and the operations between the gates foundation and gavi and sepi and pfizer and moderna and the vaccine manufacturers and the wuhan lab and the national institutes of health and ralph barrick and university of north carolina at chapel hill and how all this was organized if you want to see the johns hopkins planning seminar called the spars pandemic in 2017 where they had a symposium people showed up they wrote up their symposium findings they published this it says it's going to be a coronavirus it's going to be related to MERS and SARS. It's going to come over here to the United States. It's going to shut down cities and frighten people. There's going to be confusion regarding a drug, hydroxychloroquine, and ivermectin. And we're going to utilize all that in order to railroad the population into mass vaccination. It's laid out in the Johns Hopkins Spars pandemic training seminar. The only thing that got wrong was the year. They said it was going to be 2025. Instead, it landed a few years early.
5: Yeah. And of course, those planning you know, committees get together and uh it's not just about planning for something. It's so that when the thing happens, they're all on the same page and have already been, uh, you know, schooled in this sort of stuff. And of course, when they talk about the suppression of legitimate treatment options, that was also a part of the Pfizer agreement with the U.S. government that we were going to pay for the vaccine and and have to have the vaccine, even if there was an alternative uh, treatment. And so as part of the government's profitability for Pfizer to go after uh, the treatment options because otherwise uh, we'd be paying for a vaccine that we didn't need and we were already paying for it. So uh, we needed to to make use of it. Let's go quickly to clip number six, if we can. Uh, Here's Dr. Peter McCullough saying, nobody can encourage anyone to take a vaccine that violates the Nuremberg Code.
6: Let's watch. Nobody can encourage somebody to take a vaccine, by the way, that that violates the Nuremberg Code. Can't do it. Research is neutral. As a doctor- But it's
0: being done in mass every single day encourage isn't the word it's pressuring it's ostracizing it's browbeating it's it's you're gonna lose your job you know you're gonna um infect everybody and kill everybody you don't care about society i mean i mean it, it, nuremberg you can just throw that out the out the window that's that's not even remotely been upheld regarding this whole scamdemic at all
6: can never tell somebody they should take the COVID-19 vaccine. Why? Because
0: same reason why- You're not supposed to is what he should be saying, but it's being done in mass.
6: Can't tell them, say, listen, you should be in my research study. You should take my research pill for diabetes. You know, if I told them that you should be in my research study, I'd be sanctioned by the IRB. I'd be called by the FDA. That's out of bounds. We never give any pressure, coercion, or threat of reprisal for participating in research
0: next video time to arrest the covid tyrants and i'm going to try to end on kind of more of a positive note here like i i tried it i can't do it every study but uh time to arrest the covid tyrants Pub uh notice public officials are committing felony crimes and um yeah this is a gigantic criminal enterprise every aspect of this covid19 scandemic is a it not only is it mass uh, genocide on a global scale but it's also the largest probably criminal act ever committed against a population the size of planet earth
1: currently you know essentially Will there ever be any real accountability for all of the suffering that our leaders have imposed on ordinary people over the past two years. And hellfire, uh, hellfire and the lake of fire for sure. Yes, absolutely there will. Read the word of God and you'll know this to be true. Yeah, Karen Kingston is back with us again. This time she wants to offer our listeners her guide for making a criminal complaint against state and local politicians who are power tripping by exploiting COVID-19 to issue illegal mandates against American citizens. Yes, you heard me right, arrest them. Title 18 of the US state's code Sections 241 and 242 criminalize conspiracy against rights and the deprivation of rights under the color of law. In other words, they make it a criminal offense for public officials to go beyond the limits of their authority to strip away the public's rights. The law applies to police, to judges, elected officials, and yes, public health officials, as well as healthcare providers at public facilities. Still, is there a way to make it so that penalties that should happen actually do happen? Karen Kingston thinks that it's possible and she joins us now. So if public officials issue an illegal vaccine mandate, that's the deprivation of rights under color of law. And if that illegal mandate results in death, then the penalty for that loss of rights could be life in prison or even the death penalty.
7: That's correct. Um, as As you know, Stu, many American citizens aren't aware of their rights under the Constitution or under their state's Constitution. And there are laws in place to protect these rights. And specifically, as you mentioned, it's US Title Code 18, Section 241, Conspiracy Against Rights, and Section 242, uh, Deprivation of Rights Under the Color of Law. And so conspiracy uh, to deprive people of their constitutional rights just means two or more people are in, in agreement to commit a crime. This is really important for people to understand because whether it is your local city council, whether it is your governor, or whether it's your school board, they got a memo from HHS saying, as long as you follow guidance from HHS, which is CDC guidance, you cannot be charged with willful misconduct, which means they know they're committing a crime. They know that what they're doing is wrong. They know they have no factual legal basis for it, and they know the harm is gonna outweigh the the good. That is what willful misconduct is. And they have a memo from HHS under the revisions to the PREP Act saying, it's okay if you commit crimes, we got you covered. So that's conspiracy right there, right? That's an agreement to do it. Now under um, deprivation, of rights under the color of law, that just means that they're acting outside the bounds of their own authority, which they absolutely are. The governor does not have the right to tell us to wear a mask to the grocery store. He never did, he never had. Neither does the medical advisors to the governor. Neither do the school boards have the right to tell children to wear masks to school or they have to be tested. This is all outside the bounds of their authority. Um, And they just have to be a public official and they have to be perpetrating, sorry, or or pretending as if they have this authority. And that's what this is. So my recommendation is that everyone put um, your local school board, your governor, your mayor, and your city council on notice saying that they are in violation of these two laws. Again, it's U.S. Title Code 18, Section 241 and Section 242 and let them know what those violations are and also it's important to point out that you're aware under the prep act that if they're following guidance from hhs then they're allowed to violate these laws because that shows intent so you also have to show intent so what shows intent more than saying hey you, we know you're committing a crime and you got to get out of jail free card that doesn't work in america
1: that's a backroom deal that's what that is that's the real backroom deal backdoor deal whatever you want to call it this is an action platform Uh, We're going to take action against these servants, these people who are acting unlawfully, overstepping their bounds, trampling over your rights that are God-given and inherent. That's what we're going to do. And if they don't want to acknowledge that they are breaking the law, then they can go to jail. It's really quite simple.
7: Yeah. And and, and as we said, as you, you know, you mentioned that if this results in the death, of an individual, then they could be sentenced to life in prison or death themselves. So when you send that warning letter, um, I provided um, your production team with with three simple documents or screenshots to put in their letters. One, put in that screenshot from October 22nd of last year from the FDA that lists all the expected adverse events from the COVID-19 vaccines, including death. I put a little red box around it so they know that these can cause death. Pull the latest vars data. I gave that the URL. Just go to openvares.com openvaresdata.com and then pull that screenshot, and you'll see there's almost 20,000 deaths from the COVID-19 vaccine. And then lastly, I strongly recommend pulling page 25 of the actual approval of the license for Pfizer to produce Comirnaty, because it says right there, known risks are anaphylaxis and myocarditis and pericarditis, which can result in death and it also says vaccine effectiveness is missing information so there's absolutely no good that can come from these mandates it can only be harm.
0: you know okay so i i um in the description of the video there is a link and it's entitled download karen's mandate document here karen's the, the lady speaking karen kingston so i give you a link to that if if you want to uh this mandate form and the uh, the other stuff she's mentioning, I, I, that might be separate, I guess, but, um, and you, you might need to listen to it a couple times to, to, um, get everything that she's saying, at least in that little clip. But I do believe it's worth it.
1: Well, the other day I was reading the Virginia state constitution on this program. And I told people, look at this, this is the stuff that they don't teach you in school. That's by design. This is the stuff they're not going to teach your kids. They have been lying to you. These public servants, these servants are one step above slave. They are accountable to you. Power is inherently belonging to the people. It belongs to us, the people. And what one state has given in its constitution as rights to we, the people, applies to every state. So those laws, that constitution in Virginia applies to you as a Minnesotan. It applies to you as a Georgian. Those laws, that constitution in the state of California applies to you in Oregon or in Washington or in Illinois. We are a sovereign republic of states. And we're going to start educating people on what their actual authority is because they have been lied to forever. And please, please don't let me teach these people how to put you in jail because we will. And you will go there. So you have the opportunity now to repent, period, or there's going to be significant consequences.
7: Yeah, you bring up a good point, Sue. So there is a way out of this for... You are guilty, and believe you me, they're all guilty who have been part of this conspiracy. The way out of a conspiracy is to no longer participate in it. Is to say, I'm no longer going to be part of this conspiracy, and to come forward and come clean and say, I am not part of this conspiracy. I was not aware of what I was doing, and I'm willing to provide evidence. So there is, at least in the state of California, a way to co- to, to to actually. Um, salvage uh, your freedoms because you've been taking away ours. Um, So that is what needs to happen and the people do need to unite and come and come forward um, because we are going to unite. There are federal marshals who are organizing you know with um, citizens around the country to to make these arrests happen. Um, We're we're not going to be silenced anymore and we're not going to allow our rights to be taken away from us.
1: No, Uh, nor our kids. You're not putting them in danger Uh, strapping medical devices to their face against my will. I'm their father. That's my inherent right to make those decisions after the health of my own family. You're not going to do that. We have asked the court here, under what authority is it exactly that the school board is operating? What statute gives them the authority to strap an oxygen inhibiting device to the Face of my sons all day long. The answer is there is no statute that gives them that that authority.
0: Filled many times with graphene oxide and um, nanoworms that are activated when your hot breath hits them, and that's been documented many, many times
1: as well. As a matter of fact, they're violating your rights, they're breaking the law. It's time to hold them to account. Uh, Where can people find this information? We're going to take your. your notice, and we're gonna put it at stupeters.tv. I'm also gonna post it in my Telegram. People can download this. They can use it on their own. Uh, They can print this off, and it's our suggestion that everybody sends this to every single, quote, public official in your jurisdiction, Uh, and that you put them on notice immediately. This will change things. This will absolutely change things, and if it doesn't, they'll be arrested, period. So we're going to put yeah, it on stupidity
4: we'll, we'll
7: provide you with this information but people you know people constantly ask me well, why would why would anyone do this why would they make mandates that hurt people why would they make vaccines that would hurt people and the answer is it's simple it's, it's, it's when anyone commits a crime whether employee steals from their employer whether a spouse commits adultery it's because they didn't think they'd get caught that's why they did it right and that's why they're doing it and they've been caught and we and we are going to hold them accountable uh, period. So uh, yeah. I'll work with you to get these these documents finalized, so you can put them up on your website. I am working on my website, but um, it be, this won't be finalized for the next few weeks. So my website's m i f i g h t. But these
1: notices, these notices, we will have today for Stupeters.tv Tv. Is that correct?
7: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I have,
1: we'll, we I will have, make them available today. We people. This is an action platform. We want to empower people to take action and take action right now, and we're going to do that. Karen Kingston. Thank you so much. We really appreciate this knowledge and we appreciate you empowering the people, giving them the I mean, giving them the knowledge that we don't know. We don't know these things. And until I talked to David Jose just the other day, I didn't know any of this stuff. I mean, honestly, I really didn't know the amount of power that inherently belongs to we the people. And we will alter, we will change, we will remove or we will abolish any form of government that stands in the way of our freedom, of our safety, and of our happiness, our God-given rights to all of the above. Karen Kingston, thank you so much for being here. We appreciate it. God bless you.
4: Thank you, God bless
1: Okay, so we have that. Uh, Now then,
0: okay, so we're done with our audios and now we're we're almost done. Um, These are just some positive COVID pushback headlines. Uh, Israeli data, the honest part of, researchers in israel um natural immunity is 13 times more protective against the delta than the vaccine now again you could say well they're not even checking for delta but natural immunity is is just again it's just your god-given immune system which is what i've been saying for you know 30 years you can't beat that no vaccine's ever going to beat that no vaccine's never ever going to beat you know our God-given immune system were fearfully and wonderfully made. And it's just not ever going to happen. Uh, so then the next one is new documentary on the PCR test. Deception is banned on YouTube. Share this film with skeptics. There's a, you, there's a link to that. Then once again, judge blocks Biden's vax mandate. Then nationwide job, board, job boards for pure bloods and free breathers. Pure bloods are the ones that aren't vaccinated. Free breathers are the ones that don't wear the masks. Uh, So here's a nationwide job board for for those types of people. Then here's a four-minute video compilation of the massive protests against vaccine passports and all the other draconian measures being imposed by the governments of men. People are fighting for their lives. understand, though, the majority march lockstep to their enslavement, and the media censors all that does not fit their narrative. You're not alone. Uh, Click here to share this post on social media. Then... After thousands of parents refuse to comply, California school district refuses, reverses child mandate, child jab mandate. So that's good. Federal judge suspends mask jab requirements for Texas Head Start. Um, so then we go to just some testimonials here. Uh, listener comment, uh, Brother Scott, me and my husband were sick with the cough, chest pain, the whole nine yards. Took your COVID protocol. Three days later, we are all just fine. All praises to our Heavenly Father and Christ and to you, brother. May the most high bless you and your family and what you're doing. Um Yes, God bless you too. Uh so I, I've you know, that's just the COVID protocol that I put out there for free, you know. And um they were able to beat it in three days. Uh so praise the Lord. Then this is from, um, Envive forwarded this to me, which is kind of rare. They don't forward me a lot of stuff from a Mary Kay. And I entitled this amazing listener testimony regarding the Envive Silver. In February, this is from Mary Kay. Um, her last name is longer, but I shortened it for to keep her anonymous. In February, I had a panoramic x-ray that was completely clouded, showing infection through my left sinus cavity and infiltrating into the right. Dr. Simon Yu in St. Louis, who authored, I guess, the book, The Accidental Cure, told me I needed to remove all my upper molars because the infection was in the bone. He is an internist and uses an old machine to test energy and meridians. Dr. Yu sent me to his oral surgeon, who upon examination and review of my records and prior surgery said he was sorry, but he didn't think he could help me. And suggested IPT now I, I and I put this in here so you would know what that means note IPT stands for insulin potentiation therapy is an alternative cancer therapy that uses insulin to potentiate the effects of chemotherapy and other medications so it sounds insane to me but you know you're gonna use insulin to potentiate chemotherapy which is you know well it was originally leftover mustard gas from World War II. You know, it's, it's poison is what it is. All chemo is poison. He told me there is too much infection and too much going on. At that time, I didn't know that IPT was chemotherapy. I went back to Dr. Yu and he said that the molars needed to come out no matter what and suggested 45 days of doxy, which I'm not sure exactly what that is and as well as some of the antiparasitic meds before surgery i did not take the drugs but plan on a surgery with other with another oral surgeon since i was in constant pain and thought for sure that there was no other option since february i have continued with all things but i have that i've done in the past ozone nasal nasal irrigation pemf uh high dose supplements herbs nebulizing castor oil packs and more but the only difference is is i added the silver this is the Invive silver i thought that if i took the silver and got the infection under control when they removed the teeth to get to the bone it would help to prevent the spread and hopefully heal properly well that's a good idea i've been on the silver for a while now and continue to have some pain and drainage i went to atlanta to see my surgeon this past wednesday and he looked at the panoramic evidently i guess i don't know x-ray and was pretty certain that the removal of the molars and cavitation surgery was in order which he would which would need to be followed up with a sinus surgery again he ordered a cone beam beam scan Uh, i have had too many of these over the past five years unfortunately and to his great surprise the scan was completely clear we were both shocked and kept staring at it he said i don't know what you're doing but keep doing it because I rarely get to witness this in my practice and it's the best news. Well, wow an honest nice medical doctor that really wants the best for you. I'm not saying they don't exist I'm just saying you know that that's a lot of money out of his pocket okay and that's most of the time if all you got's a hammer everything looks like a nail and when you go to an MD especially one that specializes in oral surgery you're probably going to get what they got and that's oral surgery and that's how they make their money and that, that, that's right across the board in any other kind of medical uh, sect of the professions as well. Um, I still have pain and drainage, uh, though. He said that there was a tiny spot that looked inflamed, and that could be where the pain is coming from. But it looked perfect otherwise. But pretty big change from what they were saying before. I am filled with joy and hope for the good news despite this decaying world around me. I have prayed and God has directed me to this product and to you. I just wanted to share the good news and say thank you. And then she ends by saying, I sent Dr. Bruner in Marietta, Georgia, which is where I went to chiropractic college, um, coincidentally, uh, all the information on the silver. Hopefully he is open to it, if not for his patients himself. He is an expert in PRF, ozone, low low radiation state of the art vaccines. He's anti-vax, a Christian, a patriot homeschooler. If you need a specialist in the area, so that's for my listeners in the Atlanta area. This Dr. Bruner in Marietta, Georgia, sounds like he's definitely cut above. He didn't tell me all this; his assistant did. Meaning he didn't say he specialized in all these things, but his assistant did. Then InVive emails her back and says to put the the strength of the ten seven, which she was probably using five thousand part per million doesn't say there, but he they recommend you put the strongest strength they have is the ten seven es directly onto that tiny spot um, that's still giving her the pain, and um, three drops at a time, uh, four times a day, and keep taking the silver some lingually as you have been until the pain ceases. Now, see, here's the thing. My my difference is that I have a whole protocol for cavities and tooth pain and rebuilding the teeth and I would do all that with this and I think she would have got much quicker results now I understand she said she's on supplements but I'm talking I these are targeted supplements for that and what it would do is help the silver work better see the silver's not going to rebuild the teeth though it's not going to rebuild the gums Gums are more of a bioflavonoid issue t- typically in teeth you know you got to look at manganese you got to look at boron. Yes, calcium is one factor, but magnesium and vitamin D3. There's a lot of stuff that goes into bone and teeth health. It, it's complicated. Now, I got two products that I recommend, whether you get them from me or wherever. Douglas Labs uh, Bone cofactors and the MBI Nutraceuticals Bio-Ostea. It's a good one-two punch to rebuild teeth. Now, it's not the only thing, but um, it, it's, it's part of my teeth protocol and always if there's cavities involved if there's infection involved you do the silver and the the reason that the silver works so good for teeth cases that are typically so hard to help is because think about it you if you take the silver and you hold it in your mouth which is what you would normally do anyway you're getting all kind of sublingual absorption right into the gums right into those areas whereas if you had an infection in the little well, that's probably not a good example because you could put it right in the little toe. Let's say you had a deep infection in your pelvis. You can't put the silver topically over the area really and expect a whole lot. You're going to have to take enough sublingually to get it into the bloodstream, but then there's seven liters of blood that dilute the silver, and then, so you got to take enough to actually get it to the target site. But with a teeth case, you're, you're automatically doing that when you hold it in the mouth or jaw case. Um... And yeah, you could you could paint it on the outside of the mouth too. Now granted you, you don't probably want to go out in public because you're gonna look kind of strange, but uh um and then another thing you can do is to, to add in um, you know, I don't know, fifteen drops of pharmaceutical grade uh DMSO, DMSO. You can get it on eBay. And that will supercharge and drive the silver in even further. So that's another thing you can do. So um then the, and Vive says, and keep taking the silver sublingually until the pain ceases. We get those comments from MDs and, and even vet, veterinarians all year long. It is such a crime that they have banned colloidal silver from medical practice. That was uh, back in the 30s, I believe, when the modern-day use of antibiotics took over. If you want to know more about that, key in, uh, my. Uh, in fact, I posted it in this teaching. It's in the PDF. My presentation I did on colloidal silver, it's history and it's uses. Okay. And I get into all the, when they banned, well, when they banned it, when antibiotics came in favor and, you know, that whole scam that went on. It is a crime that they banned colloidal silver for medical practice, but the silver speaks for itself time and time again via the facts. Yeah. Amen. And I list the two products I just mentioned, the Douglas Lab Bone cofactors and the, Bio-Osteo. It's not my full teeth protocol, but there are a couple. There are a couple things that I that I have for. I mean, just like kind of like one stop shopping to for any bone or teeth case. I would I would also include osteoporosis and osteopenia with these types of products as well. And then, as always, I give my recommended protocol for COVID nineteen in the in the shedding from the COVID vaxxed. Um, these are just the main products to take i have a much more expanded document on this but this is just the cliff note version here so that's all i have for today uh god bless you and lord willing we'll see you in the next audio